we are re- we are recording we're recording so here we go so uh, i don't know how to start this it's yeah, just kind of weird well you know i thought you were gonna put the agenda together but you didn't put the agenda together so uh um you should know better this is me and i yeah well, have you ever put an agenda together so, i i never have uh, so so anyway so i i think it's safe to say this is the first episode well actually episode zero that's probably i think that's what they do out there right is episode zero zero so, or pilot or pilot no things. we don't want to say pilot that that sounds too formal so we'll go with episode zero so episode zero sounds good yeah so uh, episode zero of the, uh, so that everybody can laugh, but these are the uh, two crazy brothers. So we got Tom here and uh, uh, Mike. Yeah, I believe I'm Mike still. Yes, you're you're Mike. So uh, we're we're still recording. He's checking the Zoom. Got to make sure that's still going. So uh, you know, you know, uh, yeah, there, you know, with the iPhone. And uh, if you guys could see this, but it's a podcast, you can't see it. So it's I'm just making sure that it's still recording. Yeah. So. So anyways, uh, you know, Two Crazy Brothers, uh, you know, it's just going to be a show about uh, kind of almost anything that we uh, come up with. So I think for the, uh, you know, for the first couple of episodes, we kind of talked about, we're going to, you know, talk about retro, retro computers, I think, retro, retro video computers, games. Maybe games, things like that, you yeah. know, things that I know that you know a lot about. Exactly. And I don't. I've, I've played a ton of Pac-Man and Joust, lost a lot of quarters, there lots of quarters, so... Um, but, uh, you know, so I think we'll start with that, um, you know, kind of go through, but what do you think, Mike? You that know, works the, for me. I'm, I'm fine with that because there's, it's actually a topic that I don't know a lot about. I remember playing them as a kid, but... You I didn't mean, play them very good either. Just no, I was just mashing right. buttons and That's throwing controllers. Exactly. So he actually threw a lot of temper... T- no, I didn't, so... Um. <laughs> Probably with Yars Revenge. I remember that game that irritated me oh with the yeah the yeah the the spaceship and then the force field and then trying to trying to eat away at it right exactly oh, and then every now and then it would fire those sprites out or whatever they were missiles yeah you no know, so but yeah we'll you know we'll talk about yard's revenge of course we're gonna you know talk about pac-man a little bit joust and that's your favorite Doug. game right pac-man uh, pac-man is the favorite game so okay that's the one we will probably spend you know half a year on pac-man so. okay <laughs> And all the variants of Pac-Man. So we just do, you know what? We could just do a whole Pac-Man. Po- no, I'm just kidding. So Pac-Man podcast. A podcast. A podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, Poppy very... there. So. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Good. Good thing we've got the spit filters on this one. So. Yeah, I know, right? I'm slobbering all over the place. Exactly. So I think we'll yeah we'll start with that. We'll look at Atari, maybe a little television, ColecoVision. You know. You had said something about Odyssey. I am oh, not familiar with that. The Magnavox Odyssey. Yeah, it was this. It was this weird computer slash video game. It had a keyboard on it. It was like a membrane keyboard, so it was kind of one of those where it didn't have real keys. It was like a so squishy. Squishy, yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's probably a good way for it. So you couldn't really feel you were typing, but it had a bunch of games. Um, I don't have one, but uh, you know when we get to it, I think I might just have to purchase one for the podcast for research purposes. For, for research purposes, exactly. We'll expense it, of course. So. Um, you know, so hopefully people will eventually start paying to hear this. I don't know why they would, but you know, like, why not? We'll see if we get there. So, but yeah, the Magnavox Odyssey. Um, you know, maybe uh, delve into the Timex uh, Sinclair. You know, uh, the Commodore. You know, I mean, we're just gonna go all retro, and then he knew a couple words, but yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> and then, and then we'll, you know, we'll bring this a little more modern. Maybe a little Nintendo. You know, maybe some Sega. See, I didn't play a lot of Sega, so. No, because we didn't have a Sega when we were growing up. No, no, we had the Nintendo, and then that was kind of the last one at home, and then I I had a PlayStation 1. Okay, and I had a PlayStation 2. Yeah. So and, uh, well, I had an N60, N64 as well. 
Oh, you did it at the N64? Yeah. I didn't know you had the N64. I picked it up when I was in college. Gotcha. Oh. Goldeneye. Oh, you went to college? I did. Oh. I graduated, too. Awesome. So. It was close. It was a close. <laughs> I just kind of skated by. But. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we'll do the uh, to the N64, so you had that. Uh, did uh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Did you have the Super Nintendo, the SNES? No. Okay, well, I just picked up the uh, uh, the, the retro version of that. Nintendo released the, the retro Oh, that looked version. really cool, actually. I was thinking about that. Yeah, so I've got... Uh, that's one, about sixty bucks, right? For, yep. Okay. Yeah. So pick that up. So you know we can we can talk about that a little bit, and then go into the Xbox, PlayStation's newer ones, the three and the four. Yeah. Um, Don't forget the GameCube. Oh, the GameCube. Yes, the GameCube. You know the GameCube. Interesting enough, it it was famous because it started one of Nintendo's most popular franchises, Animal Crossing, that started on the GameCube. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so then the GameCube, and then they released it for the Wii, they've got it for the DS, and then um, they're supposedly coming out with a Switch version, but they haven't they haven't denounced the date yet. So, um, you know, the Nintendo Switch, you could spend some time on that. The Xbox One, the Xbox 360, you know. Yep. So we'll pick some games, we'll play them poorly, we'll talk about them. I'm fine with that. You know, maybe bring other people in. You know, yeah, some game experts. Well, no, I wouldn't say expert, but we'll bring people in who maybe play the game worse than us. So uh, actually, I like that idea. Yeah. So <laughs> so we'll still win at the games, just you know, and all that. So cool. So I mean, as far as like game systems, where would you say it started? I mean, let's. So so it really goes back to you know, and Atari really brought the game system you know if we talk about the game systems at home right so that's what we're talking about right it really was you know atari didn't have the first one at home but they really made it popular with the 2600 with the atari 2600 in the uh the late 70s i want to say 78 around there so. was the 2600 their first system uh no they actually the atari released a a pong system that uh was out there also where you got uh, basically just two two paddle controllers you watch two lines on either side of the screen and a ball going between them and it was just like the pong game that you saw in the arcade and they they had a number of it it would let you do different variations but it was really all just the paddles and a little dot going across the screen and that was it but that kind of brought it into people's homes where they were like well wait a second this is kind of cool i can have this on my television at home i don't have to go out to an arcade i don't have to go you know spend any money on it other than you know, well, I should say any quarters on it or things like that. I could just play it at home. And then Atari came out with the 2600. And the Atari 2600 was by far, you know, and I, I, I can look it up when we talk about it a little further, but um, so the, the numbers were it was one of the best-selling video game systems of, of all time. And it was definitely the longest lasting. It lasted from the late 70s into, I think it was around 88, 89 with the 2600 Junior. So, wow. And we're talking a long period of time. Um, you know, lots of games for it, some good, some not so good, you know, um, you know, the, quite honestly, the Pac-Man, uh, game that was released for the Atari Twist 600 is probably the worst Pac-Man of all time. It just, it's not faithful to the, to the arcade version at all, but something like Donkey Kong was pretty close and Joust was pretty close. So there were some, you know, Dig Dug, those were pretty close. You know, you mentioned Yars Revenge earlier in this podcast. That was kind of a unique game just for the 2600. Um, you know, it never, you know, other than being released, I think, for, um, you know, the, the PCs in the, the 2000s with a whole new version, 
um, it wasn't released for any other system. It was, it was a 2600, you know, exclusive. So that really brought in the games, you know, the game systems into to the um, the household, which allowed people to play them. You know, now, you know, we could talk and you know we'll go into more detail. You know, Atari made some some really good moves. Atari made some mistakes. Part of it was Atari's management. Part of it was Time Warner bought Atari. Um, you know, they, they didn't know what to do with the game with the game system. You know, um, you know. Of course, we. You know, I think Rhoda wants to get in on the conversation too. As she, uh, you know, starts uh, starts sniffing around you there. Yeah, like, that's so. okay. She's just licking my hands. Right there, you go. We should, so. I should probably phrase Rhoda's a dog. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That would be that 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 actually wouldn't be good if we yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah Rhoda's is just licking his hands so uh, but uh, yeah that's uh, yeah so um, you know she'll probably be part of the uh, the uh, podcast going forward so and she's uh, adorable so that's fine yes exactly so uh, Rhoda Rhoda's a basset hound about uh, eight nine months old so she's uh, definitely got some energy so uh, Harley her older sister basset hound is uh, sleep on what is now Harley's chair the dog's chair used to be my chair I lost my chair so I lose most everything in the house so, so but uh, so anyways uh, but yeah so you know you know Atari made some really good moves definitely was one of the most popular systems they made a lot of mistakes one of them was they pretty much let anybody create any type of game for the system and it's it's a mistake that Sony and Microsoft wouldn't make with the PlayStation and the Xbox, and it was Nintendo too, you know. So, um, you know, the the three big ones now, Sony, you know, Microsoft, and Nintendo. The games have to be, I, I want to, I, I guess, endorsed is probably the best the best term. They have to to approve of the games that that are coming out, and so a, a lot of that is is because of what happened to Atari early on is Atari let anybody create a game and because of that a lot of crap games were were out there so um, and that led to what's referred to as the video game crash of the of the of 83 84 around that time frame when there was just this flood of crappy games out there so and they wouldn't test them they wouldn't go through and spot no. check them like okay yeah not at all they were they would just uh, if if you if you had the equipment to create a, a game you could create it, you could release it, you could sell it, and nobody was checking you. So what was happening is these companies were literally taking one game that they had and maybe changing the character, or changing the sprite, or changing the color, and releasing it as an entirely new game. And so you had just, just tons of games. I mean, so the, the Atari 2600 has got the largest catalog of games, but you probably only really want to play about 25% of them. Okay. And what's funny is it's not even, you know, you would think, oh, well, all the Atari games are good, right? The ones by Atari themselves. No, even those are... are Shh. And we'll get all this in post. Right. Yeah, post. That's what we're going to... In fact, we'll fix the entire podcast in post. So, there we go. The, yes. the whole thing is going to be tweet. It's going to be something completely different. Exactly. So how many... How many... 
many games in total uh, is the catalog for the 2600? I would have to look that up, but we're talking well over, well over about 500 games. So, wow. In fact, you know what? I will. I'll look it up right now. So, you know, while I, you know, I got my agenda in front of me, which is just the Google homepage. So, uh, you know, let's just say number of Atari 2600 games. You know, this will this will be a constant theme on the podcast. Where we'll just do, uh, um, you know, we will lives lookups. So, so let's see. So it says there was 136, uh, 470 unique games. So wow. Four, okay. Think about it. 470 games. How many come out for like a regular system? Do you, do you know on average? Maybe like 100? Maybe 100, I think. Okay. Yeah. So think about that. 470 unique games. Everything from, you know, the arcade games of like Joust and Dig Dug to the exclusive games like Yars Revenge to, you know, you remember playing Combat, right? With yeah. The two tanks on the, the that screen. That was fun. I yeah. like that. So, you know, things like Combat and... Um, you know, just everything, everything in between. I mean, there was a space shuttle simulator game for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred where you had to, you had to fly a space shuttle, dock it with this, then pick up a satellite, fix a satellite. Supposedly, you know, you use yeah. your imagination, right, as much as they could, and then you had to land the space shuttle without blowing it up. So that actually sounds fun. I don't know how it was for gameplay, but it sounds fun. It, I've never played it. I know it's out there. Might have to find it, and, you know, we could put it on an emulator and then, you know, see how how badly we how badly we screw it up. So All right. But, you know, there's all all sorts of games like that, you know, chess checkers. Um, you know, there's even a basic programming language for the Atari 2600. So, but um, you know, I I think we got enough games and uh you know with that we can talk about and, and you know and i'm not saying we're gonna talk about each and every single game i i think people would tune us out after about game number five i don't but, know people listen to a lot of stuff you know <laughs> but i you know the thing is though is there is there is an atari 2600 game by game podcast already out there okay so, never mind yeah so i think we'll let uh we'll let them handle that one you know we'll talk about i i think if we talk about the video game overall overall Exactly. Perfect. That works for me. So, but uh, you know, I've kind of rambled. So the so the crash happened in the eighties because of the twenty six hundred though. Yes. Said, okay, okay. Wow. I mean, was were they the only system that was out at the time? No, there was uh, the Intellivision was out, the ColecoVision. Um, there was a a lot of um, more or less the home computers like the Commodores, the Timex Sinclairs. Um, you know, even at that time, the Apple II and the Apple IIe was out. Because um, the the Macintosh would come out in about eighty three eighty four, um, you know the IBM PC had just started to come into into people's homes from being a business machine, um, you know there was this there was this kind of this um, thought that you 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 weren't if you had just a game system at home, you weren't a sophisticated person. You need to have a a quote unquote computer at home, and so people were buying. IBM computers, they were buying the Apple computers, you know, they were buying the Commodore 64, they were buying, you know, the, the Atari 8-bit computers, the 400-800, but they weren't buying, like, the 2600 anymore, they weren't buying the Intellivision, the ColecoVision, because it wasn't, the, you know, you weren't seen as being sophisticated if you didn't have a computer, so that brought in a whole bunch of other games that were computer-based gaming, and so, yeah. you know, that's, that's another area we haven't talked about, is that whole kind of genre of computer-based program games you know kind of leading into things like castle wolfenstein and 
you know, Doom and Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, and you know things like that. So, but that kind of that didn't help either because people are like, well, I can get these cool games for the same price for my computer. Why would I buy the games for the the twenty six hundred or the Intellivision or the ColecoVision? And Atari tried. They released a seventy eight hundred and a fifty two hundred, which were supposed to be more advanced systems, and they did have better graphics and. Uh, ColecoVision offered a uh, supercharger um, add-on that you could get that allowed more complex games but overall it just kind of it kind of faltered and people you know they saw Atari as not being with it anymore you know Atari would kind of go on in the late 80s and they'd have uh, the Jaguar and the Lynx the you know the Lynx being the first portable game system and it was a full color LCD screen. You know, you could get, you know, Joust, Paperboy, um, you know, games like that. And then they did Lynx, which was the first, uh, I want to say, 32 bit uh, gaming system. It came with a CD ROM drive and everything, but it was, you know, too little, too late at that point for them. That's kind of sad because everybody thinks that, or at least for me, even, I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I always thought that the Game Boy was the first portable gaming system. Right. And it, and it was the probably the the first most popular one, but not necessarily the the first. So it was the Lynx. Yeah, it was the first. Well, I should say it was the first portable color one, right? Because the original Game Boy was black and white. Yeah. Yeah. So the you know the 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 what was it the the gray boxy with the red buttons and yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, which um, I think well, I think I gave you mine, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I have I have that. And actually, the funny thing is, you just gave it to me recently, within like the last year. Yes. It's like it was for Christmas. It was yes. In, yeah. Yes. Did it work? I have not tried it yet. So you got to fire that out. Because I have the Game Boy Advance. I got the other one, so I just use. Gotcha. I got to find some games for that one. Well, there, we got tons of games sitting around the house here, so. Uh, that works for so me. Some, you know, because you can use the original Game Boy games in the Game Boy Advanced, and then you can use the Game Boy Advance games. I did not know that. Yeah, so you can use the old black and white ones. Yeah. You can use in the Game Boy Advance. Oh. And then you can use the new Game Boy Advance games. Well, I just learned something new. Actually, yeah. the so, whole world of games now. Yes. So, see now, so now it's opened it up. You can go to GameStop. You can buy yourself some games. You know, go yeah. on eBay. You know, search for old Game Boy games. You know, and they're actually they're not that they're not that expensive. So, definitely check that out. Yeah. That's nice. So, but yeah, I got uh, we could throw, we could pull out some of those. I got some of those too. We can talk about the yeah the Game Boy and um, Game Boy Advance and. You know, the Game Boy Light and uh, what was the was, was oh those was, was that the one that had the was that the first one that lit up the backlight? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, there's you know you have Nintendo, you know they 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 well they still they still own that portable gaming market, you know I mean because uh, PlayStation tried with the uh, uh, what was it the the PSP right? Yep. Yep. The the PSP, you know, just never never really kind of took off, you know, because you look at Nintendo. They're really the only ones out there now with a portable game system. You know, they've got and they've got two of them: the Switch, the Switch. and the yeah. DS. So. Yeah, and it's actually kind of nice to see that they they have that that dual console because it's you can use that as that's your main system, right? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, plug it into the television if you want, portable if you want. So, so you can play FIFA 18 up on the big screen, or you can play FIFA 18 on the little screen. So that's awesome. You can download games. You don't have to buy them. Just uh, you know. You don't have to buy them just on cartridges anymore. You can download them. Um, you know, all sorts of new stuff. So the App Store is better for 
or the game store is better for the uh, Switch than it was for the Wii? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was, I was really disappointed with that app store. Well, or, I mean, well, a game store, whatever you want to call it. Because you couldn't buy anything, really. No, you, I mean, there was nothing there. Right. So, I mean, you, you could buy, like, uh, you know, if you wanted to buy, like, you know, new, new characters or, um, you know, skins for your avatars or maybe a level or two, but you couldn't buy whole games. Whereas for the Switch, if you don't want to buy, like, well, FIFA 18, if you don't want to buy it online, you can just buy it, or if you don't want to buy it in the store, you can buy it online, download it, and start playing FIFA 18 in whatever time it takes to download the, you know, the gigabytes of, of game that are out there. So, That's awesome. it, does it have expandable memory on there? Yep, you can throw an SD card in there. So just like what well, you can on the DSs now too, the DSs can handle SD card. So, just huh. throw an SD card in there, store all your games on it, and away you go. So, tempting. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> so I think you might have to get one. One, so. well, because it, it, for me, it, I don't know, it just makes more sense to be portable. Right. So you just take it with me. Yeah, exactly. So it's got USB-C charging. Just get a USB-C cable, plug it into your, you know, the, the cigarette lighter adapter on your car, and away you go. So. Uh, USB-C, is that the small one? That's the real small one, yes. Okay, yeah, yes. he's using technical terms here. I don't I don't get these things. Well, I, I use those technical terms to confuse you, so, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it's kind of like a mind confusion thing going on. So It, doesn't, it doesn't take much to confuse me, yeah, actually. Yeah, so we'll use lots of confusion, so, uh, but, um, you know, so I think, uh, I think we've got a lot of topics to discuss, so. I'm excited about it. Um, there was one question that kind of goes back to Atari, and I was going to ask you before, are are any of the systems backwards compatible for the games? So, the if we look at the 2600, the 5200, and the 7800, those are kind of the legacy systems. So, the 2600 games could play on the 7800 also. So, you could play 2600 and 7800 games on the Atari 7800. On the Atari 5200, you could get a special adapter. They're rare to find. I haven't seen one on eBay in a while. But you could get an adapter that would allow you on the 5200 to play the Atari 2600 games. So what it, Atari was smart in that way because a lot of a lot of companies, if you upgraded, you didn't get to play your old games. Where Atari was like, well, no, you you made this huge investment in Atari 2600 games, you know, because you know we we you know you kind of laugh now because you can go to you know you can go to Goodwill or something, you can get an Atari 2600 game for like a buck ninety nine. But that same game was like thirty, forty dollars back in the early '80s, you know. Um, so Atari said, "Well, you made all this investment; you should still be able to play the game. So if you bought an Atari 7800, you could still play all your Atari 2600 games. If you had a 5200, you could just get the adapter and still play all the games, which is pretty cool if you think about it." It's honestly, for me as a consumer, I would stay with the system because of that. Right. I mean, for cameras, for me, that's why I stay with Canon. Well, yeah, because you can use all the lenses and all the accessories. Makes it easier. And, yeah. yeah. So, and for for example, I right now, I don't have a 2600 and a 7800 both hooked up. I just got the 7800 hooked up because I can use all the 2600 games that I've collected over the years, which is about 230. But uh, that's a whole other story for oh, another geez. night. So, oh, my gosh. But, uh, you know, I can use them all on the 7800. With the original joysticks and everything, I don't have to. I don't have to have both systems up and running. So, awesome. Yeah. So the yeah they were, 
they they got that backwards compatibility thing. So television That's, didn't really, ColecoVision didn't. Um, you know, you get into the computers. You know, um, you know, other than you know, uh, the I, IBM PC got it with you know with their stuff. Um, you know, but even the Mac. You know, you went to certain versions, and you no longer could use the old software. So, um, you know. It hasn't always been a popular thing. So, you know, when people complained that the Xbox One originally couldn't run any of the Xbox 360 games, you know, it was, oh, okay, well, this, you know, I kind of sat there and went, oh, okay, this is, this is how it used to be, you know. Um, you know, but, you know, people had gotten used to, well, the Xbox 360 could run the Xbox games. You know, the Wii U could actually run GameCube games. So you could actually run your GameCube games on it, you know, but. Nintendo did the same thing with the Switch. You can't run any of the old games. Do you think they'll switch that or no? They're they're starting to release some of them okay. as download only, but the Switch takes a cartridge format, kind of like looks like an SD card, a little bigger SD card, where the Wii U is all CD-ROM based. Yeah. So, um, but they're releasing some games as retro games that can work on it. So, okay. I, I don't know. I. It's one of those where, you know, I see both sides, right? From a consumer, it's like, well, wait, I've spent, you know, sometimes thousands of dollars on all of this old these old games and controllers. Now, what's funny is you can use the controllers on the Switch. They have an adapter where you could use the Wii U controllers. You just can't use the games. But I get Nintendo's thought where they're like, well, it's a new system. It's more powerful. Um, you know, we spent more time giving you all these great new features that we didn't want to spend the time creating this whole backwards compatibility system. Instead, we gave you all these these new features. So, well, I, you know, I see both sides. Yeah. So, here's a random question. Um, I know you can use the GameCube games in the Wii. Can you use those in the Wii U then? I haven't tried it on the Wii U because I know you can use it in the Wii. Okay. But I haven't tried it on the Wii U. I should. Because one of my favorite games is Worms, Armageddon. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. See, and my favorite GameCube game was Donkey Kong Country, the GameCube version. Oh, okay. Because you actually have you ever do you ever see the bongos that you could get? Yep. yep. So I I've got I've got those sitting in the office. Nice. So with the GameCube. I think actually you have my Donkey Kong Country game. Do I have it? Yeah, you might have it. Okay. But I'll anyways, take what well, take a look for it because I've got the bongos, and you know you play the bongos to move Donkey Kong, and the faster you pound on the bongos, the faster it moves. So that's cool. But that was my that was my favorite game for the GameCube. So, but uh, awesome. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So anyways, um, you know, I think we've. Did you want to wrap this up? Yeah, okay. I maybe. Mean, I think we're going to wrap it up. Otherwise, we'll be here another, you know, another couple of minutes. So, <laughs> lot, yeah. but no, I think this is uh, this is good, Mike. Thanks for thanks for joining me on this adventure. This know? is definitely good. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to, it, and this is the episode zero. Yeah, exactly. Episode zero. We'll, uh, um, you know, we'll come up with a website. Um, what do you think the topic should be next time? Should it be the 2600? Let's talk about the 2600. Okay. We'll pull out a 2600. We'll pull out some... Because there was a gray one we had at home, too, with a pink, yellow, and a green button. Pink, yellow, and green button. And we had a the, the floppy drive that connected to it, too. 
Oh, that's the that's the uh, the XE, the Atari XE game system. So uh, that's hooked up in the office too. So uh, that's the one I played Ghostbusters on. Yes, so we can uh, we can talk about that one um, also. So I think we'll we'll start with the twenty six hundred. Talk a little bit about that. Okay. We can eventually move into the the XEGS because we can because uh, I've I've purchased some well new to me games on cartridge for that over the last couple years too. So I got. Got about fifty games for that sitting on cartridge also, so uh, we can we can talk about that one too because that was that's a unique one where Atari kind of they did something I, I don't want to say I don't want to say unique but it I, I don't I honestly can't think of anybody else that that's done it um, well a, actually there is an interesting case of where another company did it and I'll I'll get to that in a second and I know we're kind of going over but, oh you're fine but yeah. the the XEGS was basically they just took their home computer and came up with a fancy case for it and called it a game system. So it's the same as their home computer. So the only other company that I know of that did that um, and had about, well, actually had less success than Atari. Atari, the XEGS was, 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 did okay, was uh, Apple. And um, Apple released a system called the Pippin. And the Pippin was based on a modified version of, of um, the Mac OS operating system. I, I want to say it was either version six or version seven. I don't I don't remember exactly, but um, it was Apple wanted to get into the game system market, and so they released this Pippin that it was a modified version of their operating system. It's a modified version of the Mac, just like the XEGS was, uh, you know, Atari's home computer. And instead of creating new games for the Pippin. They just they asked developers to modify their existing games that worked on the Mac to work on this Pippin game system. So so Oregon Trail. Yeah. Well, no, no. This was beyond the Apple. This was further than the Apple II. This was okay. into the Macintosh days. Okay. But um, we could do a little research on that one too. So because I, I before you told me the other day, I had never heard about it. So I'm assuming it did horribly as far as sales. It it did. It did. They they pulled it very quickly and realized that they should just stick with making computers. So I mean, of course, Apple ventured into a lot of different areas, and you know, and today they're they're you know they're not even known really as a computer company with the iPhone and the iPad and, and all that stuff. But um, back then, when they came out with the Pippin, they they were looking for another revenue stream, and they thought, oh, game systems would would be one and. It, it kind of flopped. It was around the same time as I want to say the the, the Sega, uh, the Sega Genesis back in the days when Sega was still making video games. Sega now just makes or video game systems. Sega just makes video games now. Um, but um, it's kind of back in that time the time frame. Was Steve Jobs still with the company at that time? Or? I don't remember. I don't I don't know if that's in between in that period where he wasn't there or okay. if he was. I that's where we'd have to look we'll make that a note and take a look. Up. Yeah. Oh. So. But those are the only two companies where I can think of where they took, com- you know, their computers and the operating system on those computers and said we're going to just make them game systems, because Microsoft owns Xbox, but the Xbox was something entirely different. Now, we could talk about that one too in the future because the Xbox now runs the same software as your Windows 10 <laughs> PC. So underneath, it's the same software. Just a computer. Exactly. That's all it is. So. Um, Actually, the joke was always that people would spend, you know, four hundred, five hundred dollars on an Xbox that was more powerful 
than their $700 computer they would buy with Windows on it. So, but it was all optimized to run video games. So, it's actually a hack I think out there where you can put the the Windows operating system, hook a mouse up and a keyboard, and use your Xbox 360 as a computer if you want. Oh wow! So, so that'd be cool. Yeah. So, all things we can talk about. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff out there. Where, you know, we'll uh, we'll come up with a real agenda next time. So I think uh, I think this one worked well for no agenda. Exactly. So, so 2600 next time. Now, now don't say no agenda too much because I don't want to infringe on the no agenda podcast and get you know sued for copyright or anything like that. I think she never heard of that podcast. So, <laughs> so is is there really? Yeah, there is. There's a. Oh. It's called the No Agenda Podcast. So, I don't know who runs it though. I'm trying to remember, but. Uh, but you know, let's not talk about it because we're oh, giving that's free true. advertising to other podcasts. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, I I think this was good. This no. is definitely good. I I'm glad that we could sit down. We'll we'll get uh, this this edited and up exactly. and not that they can. No, yeah. this will be cut out. Right, exactly. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll cut this out in post. But uh, I think for for an ending, we'll come up with something better. But I guess for now, you know, this is two crazy brothers. I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And have a good evening.